0: Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with MyOutDesk. As you know, we provide high caliber, high quality real estate virtual assistance to the real estate market. But today we have Ro Habibi, who is kind of a big deal. And we're doing like a little <laughs> bit, yeah, we're going to do an interview. So this is going to be completely different than our normal stuff. But Ro, um, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate you. Um, I'm going to do a quick little intro and then we'll jump into like your story and, and everything that you've done in your career. Um, Roe works for Golden Gate Sotheby's International Realty in the San Francisco Silicon Valley area. He's been on the Million Dollar Listing Show on Bravo. Um, and what's cool about you is you're kind of famous in San Francisco. And, so, uh, and San Francisco is just a hot market. It's fun. Um, so we're going to talk, you know, business, model how to become a celebrity, how to work with high net worth individuals and sell multi-million dollar listings. But Ro, before we jump in, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate you.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. I'm happy to do it. Um, this is going to be fun. I hope, I hope we add value to a lot of people that are watching it and, and they just get to take a couple of nuggets with them.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, let's start. I mean, first of all, how did you get, I, my favorite story is like how people got started in real estate. Like, what's your story? Like, how did you decide to become a realtor and like really do this in a big way? Give me, give us that story.
1: So I um, like I was in finance before. Okay. So I worked for a company, JP Morgan. I was doing asset management, financial planning, wealth management, stuff like that. I did grad school at Cal Berkeley and I got my CFP. So I thought finance was going to be the route for me, but what ended up happening is this, in 2010, I, I had the idea that I wanted to be in real estate, right? So right. I went and I got my broker's license. And at the time, they would let you go immediately for the broker's license if you had a college degree and you met all the requirements. So instead of just getting a traditional salesperson's license, I just went straight for the gusto and went for the broker's license just in case at one point or another, I wanted to start my own firm or whatever the case, you know, I was always like, long-term outlook, long-term thinking. So I got the license and it just sat actually. It sat to the point where it almost expired because I was at J.P. Morgan. I was comfortable with the paychecks and stuff like that that I was getting, what I was learning, who I was around. But the job in general literally had, for me, for my personality style and, and kind of what I take fulfillment in, it just was not hitting the mark. Every day I was going into work unhappy and I realized that, you know what? Life is long, but then again, at the same time, it's short, right? So right. if we're doing something and putting time and effort into something, it has to be something that the output is going to be really, really rewarding, something that you're going to like doing every single day, something challenging, but also something that when you get home, you'd love to tell your wife and your kids about or your friends about. And um, finance just wasn't that for me. Sure. So in 2012, in April, I left, you know, a very – comfortable job and paychecks and all the benefits and everything working for a very high-end company And I took the leap of faith going into a hundred percent commission position Working in real estate and I, I began working at a boutique firm in, in San Francisco Nice nice. Why real estate? I mean like what drew you to real estate? Well, it could have been a number of things, right? Um, you know now that I'm looking back at it in hindsight There was many other things that I think I could have done and done really, really well. Um, But you also have to think about what, um, what skill sets and what avenues you could use in order to break into those types of positions, right? I don't have a technology background. I don't have an engineering background. I don't have anything from that. So it would have been really hard for me to break into technology. Um, and also at the same time, you know, when you're coming out of school with the with a finance background, not many companies are going to hire you for other things. You know what I mean? It's not really like a transferable style position. So in hindsight, you know, there's other things that I could have done. And, and I think I would have really enjoyed up until this point. <clears throat> but at the time, there was a guy that would come in and he was a realtor. Mm. And he'd be depositing checks man every <laughs> single <laughs> week he'd be, in, he'd be in several times and I used to ask people that were there longer than me like who is this guy and what is he doing here he's always happy he's smiling he's just depositing checks you know what I mean? and they were like oh you know he's a real estate agent here in town and I was like what so mm. that's great I had my brokerage license and I thought to myself man you know this is something that I've always had a calling for I've always wanted to like embark on this mission of doing this. So it just got to the point where I was going into work too many days unhappy. And I just said, this is the time to do it. So I reached out to someone that I went to grad school with at Berkeley. He's been in the business for at that time, maybe like 15, 16 years. And I asked him to lunch and I said, Hey man, I just want to take you to lunch. And we went and we met up and we had a really good lunch in San Francisco. And I just asked him, I said, what does a day in the life look like? You know what I mean? This is a completely unstructured business. I'm coming from 100% structure. So give me an idea on what does it look like? So he kind of broke that down to me. He dropped a $52,000 check on the table that he just got paid for selling a condo in San Francisco. Right. That was it for me. (laughs) That That was the moment where I said, damn (laughs) this is real like this is real you know what i mean
0: um, your uh, market's kind of crazy though too right like what's your price per square foot if you wanted to buy a home in like downtown proper nowadays
1: probably like 1600 or above
0: 1600 bucks a square foot
1: yeah
0: oh my goodness that's crazy what about leasing um office space like per square foot on a monthly basis like what's that lease rate look like
1: Probably 150
0: to $180. 150 to $180 per square foot per month. Correct.
1: Wow,
0: that's nuts, man. And, yeah. and you primarily, like in your world, do you primarily um, kind of focus on high net worth individuals? Or like, give, give us a little breakdown of what your now, business
1: is. So look, this is the thing that I think a lot of people get caught up in, which, yep. okay, everything is time-based okay when you first start in the business obviously you're going to be doing anything right any deal any price point any location for the most part some people like they they be they stick with the niche like right in the beginning right when they begin that's Mm -hmm. not a way that you're going to help get your business off of the ground right so even up until this day we don't have a price point Mm -hmm. i'm blessed enough to do stuff you know from five hundred thousand dollars To $25 million. But how could you possibly deny somebody that says, Hey, I need help with the most important thing in my entire life? That's shelter, that's a home for myself and my family and my kids, for us to create our most lasting memories in, etc. Like it's interesting to me to even have that idea saying, hey. I'm only going to work a certain price point. You know what I mean? Because yeah. our business, the way that it's structured, it's not about a price. It's not about a location. It's about people, right? Okay. We help people accomplish the biggest thing of their life. right? And that's home ownership or home sale or trading up or trading down or buying a second property or a third property. Like, Our whole business revolves around the transitions that people are going through in their life. Right. You get married, you buy your first house. You have kids, you expand the house. Your kids move out, you downsize the house. You begin, you know, living the life that you want to live, you buy the second home or the third home. Like, so our whole entire business revolves around the transitions that people are going through in their lives. And that's why we don't have a certain area that we only work in blank or we only work in these price points. We don't have any of that. Right. It's you a, just it's serve a, your client. It's a, exactly. It's a free for all. It's like, look, you tell me you want to buy a $385,000 studio. We are going to do the best damn job on the planet to help you find that $385,000 studio because look, I'm 35 right now, right? We're planning on being in this for the long haul. So that $385,000 buyer at one point or another is going to turn into a $3 million buyer we are going to stand the test of time and we're going to help them with the next seven transactions that's the way that we're looking at it so yeah we do everything
2: hey everybody daniel ramsey here and i want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business Right now, you know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses. And the answer is simple: it's MyOutDesk virtual assistants. MyOutDesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States, and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants. And I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word M O D mod to three one nine nine six. And we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call
0: Talk to me about um, lead generation in the city. I'm always kind of curious when I interview, you know, somebody who's successful and building a, a, a business for the long haul, which is what yeah. you just said you were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, what's your primary lead sources? How do you n- nurture and love on your clients? What's something, you know, what's the row secret sauce, you know?
1: I've, man, I'll tell you this right now. I'm yeah. probably the worst person ever, ever, ever on lead generation. Okay. I, I don't have any of the systems in place. Like, I don't use Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. I don't use any of that. I've never, ever paid for a lead ever, ever, ever. Um, I don't even want to say that our business is just purely through word of mouth because we are doing outreach. We're doing outreach to past clients. We're doing outreach to clients that we want to work with. And um, this is, this is uh, you know, the, the rabbit and the hare right so like we the no it's the tortoise and the hare (laughs) both rabbits uh, i don't know we're we're the tortoise like that's the approach that we're taking you know you have to also think about how many potential people are you trying to serve annually and also live a life right i know a lot of agents that cast out a really wide net They'll take on 13 listings at a time and they'll have all this stuff going on. And for me, the way that I see it for clients, right? How could I possibly like, just think about this for a second. How do I possibly give you five-star service if I have 13 other listings that need the same time as yours, if not more? Sure. That is not humanly possible for you to give, real deal catered five-star service to anyone if you're casting out a super wide net so we are very selective with the clients that we take on and we're also very selective with how many clients we take on at one individual time because i'm not trying to do 50 transactions a year that for me is like never i don't want to do that that's way too much you know what i mean because that's Got closing you. a deal a week, every single week of the entire year. When do I spend time with my wife? When do I spend time with my kids? When do I take four vacations a year? Right. Like when do, I, when do I actually live if all I'm doing 24 seven is closing deals? You know what I mean? Now some yeah. people, they're, they're very, very money motivated, right? Like for them the dollar dollar bill is like the end all be all and that's what they want. For me, I'm more like like more of like that European style of living of like work to live, not live to work. You know what right. I mean? So I want to work with selected people, crush it for them, have them as lifelong clients friends, like dinner parties, going out with each other, having fun, going on vacations together, like that's the type of business that we're building. Love it.
2: So talk to
0: us a little bit about the Bravo thing when you got on like the show, what that experience was like, how you got selected. I, you know, like give everybody, because really that's, um, it's an interesting thing. How has that really affected your business today now that you've been on that show and kind of raised your profile? Sure.
1: So, so what I'll tell you is this about real estate and television, okay? Yeah. There's no way, no way you will ever have the budget of a multinational, international broadcasting company like NBC Universal, right. Bravo Television, and World of Wonder. If you want to build a brand in the shortest amount of time, For no money out of your pocket, there's no better way on the planet than television, right? Right. Million dollar listing, the show that I'm on, is viewed by 20 million people in 100 countries. So think about this. If you're in Moscow, if you're in Rio, if you're in Sydney, and you want to buy property in the domestic United States of America on the West Coast, We have million dollar listing LA, million dollar listing San Francisco, million dollar listing New York. So there are twelve agents that you know of in the entire domestic U.S. Right. Right. So now, if you're trying to buy in the entire San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley, Marin County, the East Bay area, going all the way down to like Santa Cruz, all the way up to Napa, which is our wine country, you're going to call myself. To help you locate that property, purchase it, sell it because that's just the way that it works, right? Unless you know somebody that's going to give you a referral for somebody in the domestic U.S., which is more than likely not going to happen because you see me on the number one television show, real estate related on the face of the planet. If you like me, my personality, the way that I do business, you're going to call me. There you go. Right? So there was one deciding factor for me to want to have people filming me five days a week for hours upon hours, my personal life, my business life, transactions, my clients. And the only reason why is because it is the best damn business decision I've ever made.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Why do you say that best damn business decision I've ever made? Like what, what brings you to that?
1: There's no way at two and a half years in the business, I could have ever created this type of a brand, ever. I would have never had the finance to do it. No big tier real estate brand would have ever said, hey, we're gonna have pay for your marketing for you to build your brand. Like this is just unheard of stuff, right? It would have never happened. So that show, which I could tell you people would have literally slit my throat to be on because think about it, just in San Francisco, we have 6,000 agents in the East Bay, another six to 8,000 in Silicon Valley, another 4,000 in Marin County, another 4,000. We're talking about like 20,000, 25,000 agents in the San Francisco Bay area. And I'm the one that made it onto that show. Believe me, they reached out to hundreds, if not thousands of agents, you know what I mean? Like, do you understand how big of an honor it is to be on that show? It's huge. Yeah. And the other agents, I mean, look, there was a lot of like jealousy, a lot of hatred, a lot of animosity that they didn't get chosen to be on the show. It's, this is a big deal, bro. This is a really, really big deal. And people may downplay it and say, hey, I didn't want to be on it. and Oh, my clients didn't want to be on it. That's full of shit. That is the right. biggest garbage job here, dude. If anybody would have gotten that contract, they would have been like, hey, clients, get on board with this because we're going to sell your house like hotcakes. We're going to get multiple offers and it's going to be on national television. So right. believe me, everybody wanted to be on the show. Everybody.
0: How did you get selected versus the other hundred of agents out there like what it was it that you you think you brought your a-game if somebody's listening like i want to be famous i want to be on tv i want to do a show of some sort what 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 advice would you give them
1: well apart from these dashingly good looks and this beard (laughs) so well maintained yeah yeah they're they're looking for somebody that they could grow with okay the show is not meant to be for Forgive me for anybody that's watching this, you know, the 65-year-old agent that's doing $100 million a year right. because they're not looking for that. The demographic, so for example, let me just kind of backtrack and tell you a little bit about who the Bravo demographic is, right? For who's watching Bravo. These are people with either master's to PhD level degrees. These are people that make $250,000 or above annually. Bravo is a channel that's like, i've just been doing 13 hours of brain surgery okay right when i come home i need a glass of vino and i need to check out and i want to have fun while i'm doing it and i want to laugh and i want to follow these characters and i want to enjoy my time not on the surgical table you know what i mean right so that is the demographic who's watching this channel most people think that it's like trash tv and it's just garbage but people love it. They enjoy it. They check out of their crazy, intense lives just to be a part of this show and just to be able to enjoy it. So that's yeah. the demographic. So now the demographic for the SF Bay Area, it fits perfectly. These are people that make massive amounts of money. They have very, very crazy jobs and they need to check out. And this is the avenue where they check out to. Right. Like I mean, think about that. 20 million people are watching this show. That these are insane numbers.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is like, it, it was your personality and kind of your life circumstances and like the yeah. way you were kind of interacting with your other co agents. Is that, is that, I mean, would that sum it up? Or? Look, I,
1: I think it's, I think it's fair to say that they said, Hey, we have this, you know, kid that is in the business and hungry and willing to do anything it takes to build his brand and sell property and do it in the fun ways of creating a lifestyle brand. Right. When they saw that, they were like, this is going to be someone fun and entertaining that is extremely successful that people are going to like vibe with that. They're going to want to watch. They love the story. They love the fact that I'm literally an immigrant refugee from Afghanistan that traveled eight days and eight nights over the Pakistani mountain range and lived in refugee camps and came to America. And now we're like blowing up in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, these are stories that any person that's like rags to riches, immigrants, or just anybody in general, these are like motivational stories that show you that, look, America is the land of opportunity. And if you really want to seize that opportunity, you can, and there is nothing holding you back. So people, when they watch it, they resonate with that. And they're like, they love it.
0: What is, in your story, like, the immigrant crossed the Afghani mountains, like, came to America, you have a master's, you went to Berkeley. I mean, yeah. I mean, how much of that story, like, has lined you up for where you are today?
1: Everything has been, it's just been uh, just a snowball effect of people that I'm around Books that I'm reading, podcasts that I'm listening to, um, energy that people give out, and just a lot of experiences, man. Look, as you're, if you're a first-generation person in America, one, yeah. you're learning English first, right? Two, you're just learning the ropes of like going to school, studying, okay, I have to probably get this degree thing because that's my only way out. You don't have any mentor figures. You don't have anyone saying, hey, take this specific class if you want to do this. Or, hey, come work as an internship for me over the summer because this is going to help you get an actual full-time position when you're done with school. So every single thing that I've done throughout my whole entire life, including real estate, has been all trial and error. I've never had a real estate mentor. I've never been on a team. I've been a solo agent since day one. So every, everything has been trial and error, trial and error, and fall on your face and then win. Fall on the face, win. Lose, 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 win. So for me, it's been a gazillion times more fulfilling to do it this way than any other way. Because when I continue training my team, when I give seminars throughout the entire domestic United States to agents, and to people that work at Sotheby's International Realty and people that reach out to me via social media. Like I feel really good about it because I went through it. I went through the hard times. Now anything that I could do to save you from those hard times, I'm willing to do that. It's all about, you know, that's what it comes back to at the end of the day the give back, right? Like you went through all this for all these other people that don't have mentors and don't have teams and don't know what they're doing for me to just share like five minutes of my time to help get them on the right track, it's invaluable. Nobody did that for me, you know? So now I purposefully make it a point to do that for others. Huh? What's the biggest like
0: failure that you've had in your career that you've learned the most from? Like, what's the biggest like, you know, when we talk in this world about success and $1,600 a square foot and being on TV, those are all wins, right? But every entrepreneur yeah. that I've ever met there's been a series of failures that have like really helped transform who they are. What's one of your big ones, Ro?
1: So I can't name just one because I fail every day. I literally, I, I I mean, I could write just a book of failures for you, but that's a good thing, right? Because we learn from every single failure. Um, Some big things that I could share right off the bat that are very, very important is, you want to be a very genuine person and you want to be a nice guy and you want to shake hands and you think that the deal is done that way. But for the business that we're in, something that I'll share with everyone is if it's not in writing, it does not exist. Yeah. That is a very, very big one because we don't really know people, right? So you could trust people as far as you could possibly trust them. But sometimes Hearts change, ideas change, people change, and the entire transaction could fall apart because of that or they could not potentially work with you or something could happen, right? So what I would say is just do everything that you can to protect yourself. If you're potentially going to be working with somebody, be very, very honest and upfront about the way that you do business, the way that your company does business, and protect your time. Because you could be strung along with somebody for six months, showing them property, doing every single thing that you do for all of your other top clients. And then six months later, they could say, hey, sayonara, we're going to be doing something with somebody else or whatever the case may be, right? So do yourself a service, understand your worth, understand the value that you bring to others and say, hey, if you want to work with me, this is the way that I do it and this is the way that my company does it. You know, we have, you know, these contracts in place. If you're going to be listing with me, we have these contracts with me. If you're going to be buying with me, you have to sign this contract. Just protect your time because at the end of the day, you have children, you have spouses, you have significant others, and you have a life that you're trying to build. I've never met a Google engineer that I'm working with, you know, say, hey, Ro. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's not going to pan out. I've been coding for you for six months and now you're, you know, you're not going to pay my wages. I mean, they would be furious, right? No one, no one would ever do that. But for whatever reason, real estate agents, that happens to them often. You know what I mean? They're working for free. You're a 1099 employee or 100% commission employee right for your own business and you work for people for free just through the good faith and that may not work out to your, to you, you know, positively sometimes. So protect yourself, protect your time, protect your income, protect your life, by being very honest and upfront about the way that you do business and the way that everything needs to be in writing and the way that this is just a very professional business and there's no difference between me and the investment bank or your venture capital company or your private equity company or google or facebook or anything it's all the exact same playing field and in order to play with me this is just the way that it is and either you're going to Appreciate that. And you're going to value the fact that I'm going to be putting in time day in and day out to help you accomplish your goal or you're just not a good fit. And that's a good thing for you actually, because right. if somebody's not going to be loyal to you literally from day one, you don't want to work with that person anyway, because three months down the road, six months down the road, it's going to be a slap in the face. Like, oh my God, I just wasted six months of my life doing everything for this person. And then they're just going to go with the listing agent because the listing agent said they're going to get them a better deal. Do you know what I mean?
0: So just
1: protect yourself.
0: What are some of your branding? I like to say ninja skills. Like what do you do on the branding side that you think differentiates you in your marketplace?
1: So I think everything comes down to what type of brand you're trying to build over the years, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what are your, what is your, what's your brand? like
1: what's special about like what you do in your in your space you know so that's what i'm talking about so the habibi group in general right even even if you go take a look at my website even if you go take a look even at our logo it's a very timeless elegant sophisticated luxury brand there's no difference between the chanel logo the um you know the louis vuitton logo the habibi group logo they're they're all very elegant luxurious and timeless Right. Okay. It's black and it's white. It's just, it's very nice. So when you're building your brand, I would say to think about who the end user is and how do you want them to take it in? Right. Mm. I don't want there to be any differences between someone going to Hermes or someone coming to the Habibi group. There's no difference. Got it. I actually sell a gazillion times, you know, higher level of product than they do. Right. So, and they've been here for hundreds of years. So now with my brand, I want to serve the most amazing clients ever that I gel with and I vibe with and that we meet in the mind with that, understand our brand and understand what we bring to the table and know that we are going to be here for the long run, for the long run duration of, you know, this is going to be passed down generations And what we do specifically when it comes to marketing is there's something called an avatar, right? There's an avatar client that we want to work with throughout the entire world, actually. I could say domestic US, I could say SF Bay Area, but it really is that same person all across the world. So everything that we're doing is catered towards targeting to that person.
0: Got it. So you're, you're very clear about who your ideal client is and how you want to serve them and that you only serve people that you, like you said, jive with.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. How are you potentially going to help someone with the biggest decision of their life, which is their real estate, their home, where they're going to create the most lasting memories with? If you don't even get along with that person, how are they going to potentially want to work with you, right? There has to be Look, there's enough business out there for everybody. That's why there's 20 something thousand agents in the Bay Area, you know, 28,000, 32,000 agents in New York City. There's going to be somebody for everybody. And the thing is, I'm not trying to clean up house and take every single client. I don't want to. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just want to work with people that are going to be with me lifelong. And you don't need many of those people. You really don't. You know what I mean? So you, you got to think about like, what is the long-term outlook, right? I'm trying to make a phenomenal amount of income. Great. I want to live the lifestyle that I want to live. Great. I want to go on vacations and I want to buy second homes. Like I, you just have to think about what is your big objective and what little things that you need to chip off every single day of every single week of every single month of every single year to inevitably at one point feel good about, man, I just put 10 years into this. This is really panning out now. Wow. You know, yeah. I'm seeing in front of my own eyes, like the life that I thought about is happening. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: When you um, think back to your time uh, on the show, uh, there was a lot of like fighting and drama. I saw a couple of clips and I, I loved it. Talk to yeah. me about like, what was that like for you? Because you don't feel like the fight kind of guy. <laughs> like, <you> know.
1: <laughs> well- so, so this is the thing. Again, it's like people who you gel with. Who do you vibe with, right? Right. Uh, my, my kryptonite is people that are like extremely egotistical and uh-huh. they try to make you lower, right? In any way. Yeah. Like lower as a person, as an individual, as a human, they just literally like think they are better than you and better than others. Like for me, right. that like, that's a, that's a click for me. You know what I mean? Like... I don't, sure. I'm, I'm really big on like protecting myself, protecting others, protecting the downtrodden, like the people that don't have things, you know what I mean? So sure. for me, like if somebody's giving me the vibe of like, Hey, I'm better than you. And I have my nose in the air and talking down to you. And they just think they're generally like awesome people, good people. Like for me, no, that doesn't work, you know? So then I turn into like to this different row where I'm like, then I have to like be very, very like, you know, forward and tell them exactly how I feel. So with the show, they did a fantastic job of finding three people that they knew were not going to gel and not get along well. And that are all like, you know, trying to do real estate deals and stuff like that. And, you know, for the people that were on the show with me, I mean, if you look at their business now, where is it? It's dead. It's gone. They don't even exist. You know what I mean? So It's, that's, again, just another testament that the people who are authentic and real about this and really doing deals and really running a business and like building this master plan, they are going to make it the long run. But think about it. We filmed our show twenty where we aired 2015. We're only three, four years down the road, right? Look at the other two people that were on the show with me. What are they doing? They're gone. They're They're not selling.
0: They're not selling real estate. One of, them,
1: one of them, I don't even know if he's a realtor anymore. He's just completely wow. gone off the map.
0: Right. Wow. So think
1: about it. You go from being on this show to gone. The other there one, he's not even an active agent. So wow. yeah. So think about it, man. This is, this is a very hard business. So for anybody that's out there, that's watching this. Right. Understand how difficult of a business this is. So you understand how much time and effort to put into it because I'll tell you year one, 87% fail rate, right? Year five, 90% fail rate. That's right. Year 10 again, 82% fail rate. So now think about all those people that were lost in that first 10 years. Yeah. They're gone. All of them are gone. That's why we have 25,000 agents in the Bay area because new people are getting their license every day. Mm -hmm. And Name how many people you know that have made it in this business for over fifteen years.
0: That's right. That's right. It's right? a challenge business. It is very um, difficult.
1: One, one, um, and I think
0: if if our audience wanted to see you again on TV, is there something in the works? Are you planning <laughs> to get a to comeback? Like
1: you know, um, look, if Million Dollar Listing San Francisco decides to pick up season two, obviously I'll be on it. That's for sure. One hundred fifty percent. If another company, like for example, you know, Netflix sent me an email recently. Um, If other companies come through with an idea of a show that they think would be good for me, my family, my life, my business, I would not be opposed to taking on something like that. Um, But again, everything is like case by case basis, right? If it's something that I'm having to travel often for, probably not. You know what I mean? Because again, like my kids are at a tender age. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be three and five this year. So I want to spend every waking moment with them. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I want to hang with my wife as much as I possibly can, because these years they're going to pass by in the blink of an eye. And then pretty soon they're just going to be like, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends. So (laughs) (laughs) right now they want to hang out with dad and mom and their family and, you know, grandpa and all this type of stuff. So it's really cool, you know? So I want to be there for as much of that as possible because it's just the best. You
0: have kids? I do. I I've got, uh, and, and in fact, they're the same age. So I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and like I'm with you, man. We only have like seven to ten more years until they want <laughs> nothing to do with dad, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's good. Hey, uh, we're gonna end in just a couple seconds. Um, so yep. if you have any questions for Roe, you can kind of type them in, and we'll we'll respond. And plus, um, if you're watching this in replay, you know, let's just. Uh, Thank Roe for being here. He's he's doing a great job, and this has been a fun interview, man.
1: No, um, it, man. Thank you guys for this. Like, literally, if anybody wants to contact me, you can find me anywhere. Just Google me. Uh, my website is www.rohabibi.com. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is underscore habibi You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, would love to connect with any of you guys if you have questions about anything, if you need help with anything. Um, believe it or not, I'm literally a text message, phone call, email away or social. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to help. So let me know.
0: So let's end on that. Like if you're giving somebody advice, wanting to break into TV and break into the celebrity kind of scene uh, and kind of luxury world, what advice would you give them of how to approach it and, and have some success?
1: Look, I don't want to crap anybody out or anything like that, but that's not really your choice, right? You get tapped to be on TV. You get tapped to be a quote-unquote celebrity. Like, it's not something that you kind of plan out to do, you know what I mean? That'd be a very difficult strategic plan on how to become a celebrity, right? Unless you're going to go do film or music or, you know, whatever, shows. So what I would say is this. This is my life mantra. It's called be ready so you don't have to get ready okay when i got tapped to be on million dollar listing san francisco i had already for two and a half years been acting as if i was already acting like i was on that show because i loved la and new york so much and i watched every single episode with my mom and dad and my mom is the one that encouraged me to get into real estate We would watch that show together. And so when I got into the business, I said, I'm going to dress like these guys. I'm going to negotiate like these guys. I'm going to live my life as if I am already on million dollar listing when it comes to San Francisco, because it is. And when it does, I'm going to be on it. And all of that happened, right? I don't know if you want to call it like manifestation or whatever the case may be, but they would have never ever gave me the opportunity to be on the show if I wasn't already ready. Right. Yeah. So now anyone that wants to do anything, if you have any big dreams, aspirations, whatever, you need to get ready right now, because the moment and that opportunity is going to come. And if you're not ready, you're not going to be able to seize the opportunity. But if you're ready, game over.
0: Game over, bro. This has been awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, I, I really had a great interview and I can see why you're still in business and the other two aren't. <laughs> man, all right, guys. Uh thanks for listening to My Outdesk. Uh, this is one of our you know video webinar series. If you need help with assistance, real estate virtual assistance, jump on our website, myoutdesk.com. And Roe, again, thanks for your time, brother. Thanks for your right time.
1: On, Thank you guys. Be well. Take care. Let's stay in touch. All, all right. right. Bye.